Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? You are listening to The Big Cruise Podcast. Hello, and a very warm welcome to episode 86 of The Big Cruise Podcast. My name is Baz, I'm your host and uh, producer, and it is my absolute pleasure to bring you the latest episode. Now, Chris will be joining us uh, in just a moment with uh, some of the latest maritime history. In fact, he's answering a lot of your questions that have uh, been discussed online about, of course, the the latest news from Cunard. Uh, we'll touch on that in Cruise News and also with Chris um, in just a second. I also want to have a, a quick thank you to Gary, who has sent through some great questions. I don't have the answers in today's show, but we hope to bring those to you next week. And also a huge thank you as well for supporting us yet again with uh, Buy Me A Coffee. It is greatly appreciated and really, really does help to keep us on air. If you're listening for the first time and you don't know what Buy Me A Coffee is, uh, there is an advert somewhere in the podcast that explains it. It's basically a small donation to help uh, to keep uh, this podcast going and uh, every little donation is greatly uh, appreciated. Now today's episode has been recorded a day earlier. It is uh, Thursday the 10th of February today. Uh, we normally record on a Friday of course uh, but schedule's a little crazy uh, and for that reason I am not in person with Chris. He has uh, pre-recorded his answers uh, to Maritime History for me and uh, this week again, unfortunately for you, I will be delivering cruise news by myself which uh, does get a little bit confusing. So if you do get confused by my cruise news jump into the show notes which you'll find uh, in the website for each and every episode where all of uh, the, the details are there for you to, uh, to review. If you wish too. Now, if you do have a question, uh, just like Gary, and you want to get in touch, you can do so via the website, thebigcruisepodcast.com, in the top right-hand corner, uh, join the show, and uh, that's how you can send a listener question, uh, request a cruise review, things like that, uh, all greatly appreciated. And also, just a quick reminder, wherever you're listening to this podcast, in whatever pe- podcast directory it might be, uh, please do listen, like, and subscribe, uh, leave us a review, it is very much appreciated, that is the easiest way that you can support the show, and once again, we always appreciate uh, those little gestures, so thank you in advance but let's get straight into it we'll have a quick sting of music and chris will be with us with the latest uh, maritime history around the naming of of course queen Beep. Beep. 
Thanks, Baz. And yes, as you mentioned, the name of the new Cunard ship is Queen Anne. Uh, so that was obviously something that people were probably largely expecting, uh, but there was a lot of excitement uh, as the announcement was made. Uh, there was sort of a live um, YouTube announcement that was done and a heap of people uh, there watching the, the live uh, announcement or chatting away in the comments about what they thought the ship's name should be. Uh, Queen Anne got quite a few mentions, but there was a whole heap of other ideas uh, that ranged from uh, to the modern uh, royal family, such as uh, Catherine and uh, George and Charlotte, all the way through to uh, reviving old Cunard names such as Mauritania or Aquitania. But one of the interesting questions that's come up quite a bit since that announcement was made is about the the period of time sort of between the 1970s and the 1990s when Cunard's naming convention really went out the window and they had a whole heap of different ships that came into the fleet with different names. This is sort of characterized by uh, Sagafjord and Vistafjord as well as Royal Viking Sun, um, Cunard Dynasty, Cunard Crown Monarch, um, Cunard Crown Jewel and that sort of thing. And so I just thought I'd touch on that uh, for listeners who are interested. Basically, after QE2 entered service, Cunard uh, had retired most of their old liners and focused on building new um, or introducing new cruise ships. And that came in the way of taking on some projects of uh, other new builds that led to the Cunard Ambassador and Cunard Adventurer, two small uh, Caribbean-based cruise ships. Um, which were then replaced by the Cunard Countess and Cunard Princess, which were already under construction, and Cunard sort of took on the uh, the construction of those ships and, and had them in, introduced into service. Those names were using Cunard in the prefix, uh, and then there was Countess and Princess, um, so sort of kept that, I guess that sort of royal connection, but um, but definitely wasn't uh, wasn't Queens and didn't have the IAs. Then the company went into a, a period of buying other cruise lines and buying other cruise ships. Uh, this included the uh, Norwegian America line with the Sagafjord and Vistafjord, two of the highest rated passenger ships in the, t- in the world at the time, uh, luxurious uh, Norwegian style cruising. And they actually decided um, to keep the names of those ships and basically d- didn't change them all that much really um in those early days and they, they actually did refurbish them and add uh extra balcony cabins on later in their careers but um the um the the, the i suppose the, the the main thought behind that was to keep that market that was already selling with those ships uh and so after assessing whether to rename them um names ending in IA, I believe it was Mauritania and Coronia that were considered, they actually decided to keep them with their original names. Uh, The company then um, acquired the Sea Goddess cruise line and with it two small uh, luxury yachts, the Sea Goddess 1 and Sea Goddess 2, and they kind of um, had their own following as well. So the the, uh, Cunard made a sub-brand called Cunard Sea Goddess. Uh, They then made a partnership with Crown Cruise Lines and operated the Crown uh, Jewel, Crown Monarch, and Crown Dynasty, and put the name Cunard in front of those. So it was Cunard Crown Monarch, Cunard Crown Jewel, Cunard Crown Dynasty, and those were put into sort of a four-star cruising fleet with uh, Cunard Countess and Cunard Princess. 
Um, and then finally they acquired the Royal Viking line and the Royal Viking Sun. And again, she was probably at the time the highest rated cruise ship in the world um, for that luxury market. And so they kept her name as Royal Viking Sun as well and put it under a sub-brand of Cunard Royal Viking, uh, of which by the 1990s, Sagafield and Vistafield were operating under that banner as well. So you can see quite a quite a mess in terms of um, company structure, in terms of brand awareness, and in terms of ships' names. Now, when Carnival acquired Cunard in 1998, and the reason why they were able to purchase Cunard is because Cunard was in terrible uh, financial strife at the time, and so Carnival basically saved the company. That's a whole other um, podcast all to itself. The um, decision was made to to rationalize the fleet by that stage there was only five ships left in the fleet uh, many of them had been retired but you had Kiwi 2 Vistafjord Royal Viking Sun Sea Goddess 1 and Sea Goddess 2 so Vistafjord was given a refit and renamed Coronia and turned into a, a beautiful British based cruise ship and Royal Viking Sun and the two Sea Goddesses were moved to Seabourn which was the sister company of Cunard at the time and uh, and and they were renamed Seabourn Goddess 1 Seabourn Goddess 2 and Seabourn Sun and so that's what we end up with with the Cunard fleet as a two-ship fleet in the year 2000, and then Queen Mary II, of course, entering service in 2004. Now, a little side note uh, that might be of interest is that Cunard had originally intended to put the Queen Victoria into service in 2005 to replace uh, the Coronia. That ship that they were building was actually handed over to P&O and became the Arcadia, and they set around about plans to build a different Queen Victoria, the one we have today, that was lengthened and strengthened to allow her to operate more in line with Cunard's transatlantic tradition. Uh, she is a Vista-class cruise ship, Queen Victoria, as is the current Queen Elizabeth, but they have been modified to allow them to more easily undertake regular, um, semi-regular transatlantic crossings. So that's uh, a little bit of clarity on some of the points that have come up this week with a very exciting week, of course, the announcement of the name of the new ship. Um, sorry we couldn't uh, get together to do the live uh, podcast broadcast again this week, but we will be back in the near future with the usual format. Thanks once again, and I hope to see you on board. Hello, it's me again. Just wanted to thank those of you that have supported us via Buy Me A Coffee. Um, if you're not familiar with that uh, system, it's a little bit like Patreon, where you can support your favourite YouTuber or artist. Um, we use Buy Me A Coffee, which is basically because we love coffee. Um, and in a nutshell, you can donate the cost of a coffee, about four Australian dollars, or multiple coffees if you prefer. Um, and in return, you receive priority access to all of the podcasts. So it doesn't matter where you listen to your podcast. If you support us via Buy Me A Coffee, you will receive an email every week um, just saying the new podcast is live and available. Here's the link, or listen to it in your favourite podcast. And uh, it gets to you about... 12 to 24 hours before anybody else gets access to it so it's a, a great little bonus there and uh, once again it's about four Aussie dollars um, one coffee multiple coffees you decide but every little donation is greatly appreciated and just a reminder you can find the link uh, to buy me a coffee in the show notes on the website and uh, also via the buy me a coffee app thanks in advance And 
now it's time for the cruise news and we've uh, taken the best of the news over the last seven days and let's start off with of course the announcement that Chris has already touched on which is of course that Cunard has announced the name of their latest and newest ship Queen Anne which will be the 249th ship to join the, uh, the current fleet which will make a quartet joining of course Queen Mary 2, Queen Victoria, Queen Elizabeth and Queen Anne joining in 2024. Her maiden season will uh, probably go on sale in May, and I'm sure we dripped lots of extra information in the coming weeks, which we look forward to sharing with you as and when it's released. And as I touched on there, her first selling will be in early, probably the northern spring of 2024. Now, from that great news, let's uh, head into a little bit of sad news here in Australia. Um, Unfortunately, uh, due to the ongoing uh, cruise ban here in Australia and no current sign that it will be lifted anytime soon, uh, Princess have made the decision to redeploy the beautiful Sapphire Princess back to North America. Um, She'll be heading to the west coast of the USA to uh, operate sailings uh, uh, for 2022, which means the the season here between 28 August and uh, October has uh, actually been cancelled, which is is very sad. Uh, That means a loss of a number of sailings uh, here in Australia and between Australia and Asia and if you are on a voyage that is affected then your travel agent or princess will be in touch to uh, talk you through the options that are available and as we are recording this uh, news is uh, kind of breaking or rumours are circulating at least should we say uh, that it could possibly be the end of Crystal Crystal being of course one of the very very popular luxury cruise lines now it has been no secret there's been lots of talk about Genting the the parent company having uh, financial troubles pretty much since the the pandemic took hold. Um, Unfortunately, the ships were uh, stalled during uh, some recent voyages and all the passengers are reportedly safely home. The crew that are on board are being looked after and are fully paid out uh, by Crystal at this stage. But our thoughts really do go with anybody that has had any interaction, whether you're a guest, whether you're a shoreside employee or a member of crew or officers on board. um, uh, We really feel for you and we we hope that uh, it is not the end of Crystal and that uh, some uh, rescue deal can be found and somebody will save this beautifully iconic uh, brand that is so, so popular in the luxury space. Let's touch on the Waterways of Europe. That's, in fact, European Waterways, as in the brand. They have announced that they're purchasing two additional ultra-deluxe hotel barges. Now, uh, not only small ship ocean cruising, but small ship river cruising is certainly becoming more and more popular, and we're seeing this uh, with a number of announcements of of late. But... uh, European Waterways will be taking their their current vessel count up to 17 with the addition of these two new vessels, which are certainly in the the upper end of the luxury scale. Uh, We do have some great pictures on the website, so take a look at those if uh, you're interested in a small barge hotel experience, uh, particularly uh, through uh, the, the, the countryside of France. It does look spectacular. Heading to one of my favourite destinations next with Holland America Line. They've announced that in 2023, six ships will be in Alaska, which is incredible. And uh, they're uh, further extending their complement of not only uh, cruises, but also the cruise tour programme, which is very popular up into Denali National Park and, of course, up into the Yukon Territory. Let's remember that uh, Holland America has been cruising in Alaska for much longer than anybody else. They were the pioneers of this particular part of the world. And uh, in 2023, they're celebrating... uh, Sorry, in 2022, they're celebrating... 75 years of cruising in Alaska. Um, from April through to September of 23, you can embark on uh, six ships as we've touched on. You've got the Eurodam, the Coningsdam, the New Amsterdam, the Nordam, the Volendam, and the Westerdam, um, operating uh, seven day and actually also a 14 day Great Alaska itinerary, um, which actually is one of the, my favorite itineraries because it goes much deeper and much more beyond those uh, three ports of call that are synonymous with Alaska. And um, just to uh, 
give you an idea that 14-day itinerary uh, takes in uh, Kodiak, Anchorage, Valdez, Sitka, Skagway, Ketchikan, and of course, no voyage to Alaska is complete without a, a trip to the glaciers. And in this particular time, we're heading to Glacier Bay. Now, there is a lot more information around uh, the Holland America deployment into Alaska on the, uh, the website in the show notes so do take a look at that and in particular if you're interested in uh, the Yukon or the Denali cruise tours which sees some uh, iconic land packages with the ships on board Holland America's own trains and hotels and lodges um, then there of course all that information is awaiting for you on the website now closer to home here in Australia Coral Expeditions have announced that the Solar Eclipse Expedition is uh, about to go on sale with its uh, past loyal uh, guests um, this will take place in April of 2023. It will be a Darwin to Broome itinerary on board Coral Adventurer. Um, it's 13 nights in duration and uh, I'm sure it will sell out very, very quickly. Uh, yet again, that information available in the, the show notes. And a little bit of information out of the Scenic family of uh, brands this week. Uh, Scenic, of course, are the, the parent company also of Emerald Cruises, uh, previously known as Emerald uh, Waterways. And uh, Emerald have been busy building a beautiful luxury super yacht named the Emerald Azura. Um, and she's going to be the first of two yachts for the uh, for the Emerald brand. She was built in Vietnam. She's just completed that process and uh, will be available for her first sailing on the 11th of March out in the, the Red Sea. Just 100 guests on board. Uh, she will then head through the Suez Canal to start her Mediterranean and Adriatic season, which will operate between April and November before returning to Doha for some exciting itineraries in December of uh, 2022. Uh, Celebrity this week have uh, completed the sea trials of uh, Celebrity Beyond, which is, of course, the the next new ship. And uh, the little baby of Captain Kate, who will be taking good care of her, I'm sure. 50 crew members, engineers and nautical experts have been on board uh, sailing in the Bay of Biscay, which is uh, just outside of the uh, the shipyard, the Chantier de l'Antique in Saint-Nazaire. And uh, they've been undertaking various technical manoeuvres to ensure the the stability and uh, technical competence of uh, the actual vessel. And of course, Celebrity Beyond will be making her debut on the 27th of April when she will sail from Southampton on a 10-night Western Mediterranean cruise visiting Bordeaux, Lisbon, Seville, Malaga, Palma and Barcelona. And of course, she'll then spend uh, the majority of that season in the Mediterranean. Now, uh, let's wrap up with the the last news of today. And I think it's a really good news story. It's very simple, but it's uh, just a little bit upbeat to say that Carnival Corporation, of course, the owners of Carnival, Holland America, Seaborn, Costa, Aida, and many other brands, has announced uh, that 28 of their ships, that's 28 of their ships, will complete dry dock works within the first half of 2022. And I think given that everything that has gone on in the last two years, the fact that these cruise lines are able and are willing to commit to uh, refurbishing, enhancing, and of course maintaining the safety and technical components of the ship is uh, paramount to making sure that they do everything uh, right to keep you and uh, the crew safe on board. So well done to Carnival and the other brands that are doing this. It's been an incredibly tough couple of years, but uh, the fact that you are doing the right thing, you're investing and uh, keeping these ships in ship shop ship shop <laughs> keeping these ships in tip-top shape even is is great news so well done to all and uh, to a cruise line if you are listening and your news is not being featured in the podcast we encourage you to share uh, your press releases share your news with us we've been more than happy to include everybody where we can into the podcast 
I apologise once again. It is much nicer to have Chris with me and we can bounce uh, the cruise news uh, amongst ourselves. But this week, it just simply was not possible. And I dearly hope that we can do that uh, next week and uh, bring a bit of fun, a bit of excitement and a bit of joviality into uh, to delivering the, the cruise news. Just a reminder, once again, if you do want to get in touch via the website, it's very simple. Uh, TheBigCruisePodcast.com is the website. In the top right-hand corner, click on Join the Show. And uh, we look forward to, uh, to hearing from anybody that's got a question or a ship review or just simply wants to say, Hello, we'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening. Thank you once again to Chris for bringing that to maritime history. And I look forward to speaking to you the same time next week. If, like me, you're not a great fan of fast fashion and you prefer to do things uh, a little bit more sensitively, if you can, all of our Big Cruise podcast merchandise is uh, sourced using only organic cotton, produced using only green energy, and there is zero plastic used in any of the process or packaging. Um, it's a great alternative to uh, buying a cheap souvenir t-shirt. You can buy merchandise with the Big Cruise podcast logo, or you can design your own. Simply jump on. We've got a whole heap of different uh, designs, different styles of clothing as well, and once again it's all organic it's all green energy and there's zero plastic in the whole production you'll find the link to how to do that in uh, the show notes for each and every episode but just jump on the website the big cruise podcast and look in the top right hand corner that's all for today if you enjoyed this episode please subscribe and leave us a review on apple podcasts google podcasts or wherever you find your favorite podcasts until next time bon voyage up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com when you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.